Welcome to Scrub In, a podcast powered by Bay Health. I'm your host, Sarah Beebe. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Cody. Step into the studio with us as we scrub in and dive deep into asking, what is your why? A conversation committed to inspiring purpose in each other. Here, we offer personal and practical lessons directly from our community members that unite, grow, and empower us all. Tyler! Welcome back to season two. Hi, Sarah. Welcome back. We are in episode two, and uh, we're in the new year, 2024. Yes, we are in 2024. It's hard to believe. 2023 was so quick. Just went right by. I know. And today we're interviewing a really, really special guest. Um, We we both had her as a professor. We did. and, And she has been a friend and a colleague of mine, and she has been a state representative, a state senator. She is now our lieutenant governor of the state of Delaware and a PhD prepared nurse. This is very exciting to have this individual on the podcast today, I must say. Yeah, we have Dr. Bethany Hall Long with us today. And I'm so excited to hear uh, about her why and why she became a nurse, why she does what she does and, um, and a little bit more about that. Absolutely. And before we get started, we're going to start with our quote, which is, to be an activist is to speak. To be an advocate is to listen. Society can't move forward without both. And that's from Eva Marie Marie Lewis. All right. So hi, Dr. Bethany Hall Long. Welcome. Good day. Good new year. It's awesome uh, to be with nurses and particularly those that I have watched move through the years of expertise that you all have brought to the profession and to have an opportunity to share and to be part of a podcast with what I know the Gallup poll tells us, the most trusted profession, the most caring profession, the best profession in the healthcare system, nurses. So I jumped at the opportunity when you all invited me to come in this new year, in this new opportunity to be with my fellow nurses. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. And I, you have known us since we were baby nurses. <laughs> um, novices. Yes, yes. But now you're experts. I love it. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, fun, to, it's fun to have followed you along the, the way as well. Um, I was your, I was an advisee. I was a student. Then I did an independent study with you, and we I got to see what a campaign looked like and how nurses work in politics. And so I'm excited to hear a little bit more about your background, because we don't always hear that part. We hear the political side and the professor side, but we don't always hear your background. So I'm excited to hear. It'd be great to hear the nurse side. Yes, yes. yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself and you know how you got started. Yeah, well, you know, like many in the nursing profession, uh, there's a calling, there's a reason, and there's a why. And I know you all talk on your podcast about the why. And I'm hoping that at the end of our conversation, the three of us can continue to inspire other nurses to bring their past to the present, to spark their why, to continue what brings nurses to care. And for myself, having grown up on a farm in Sussex County with brothers, Um, a unique background. A lot of people look at me differently. They don't know I'm the first college generation graduate with a PhD and they don't know, my gosh, that small lady can drive a combine and a tractor. (laughs) I don't now. I'm living uh, up north some, but you know, my why in healthcare began as a candy striper. 
uh, began at a really young age. Uh, Sarah Beebe at Beebe Healthcare. I wondered. I thought, <laughs> what Sussex County Hospital did you work for? <laughs> from Bethany, from Bethany area. Yeah. Uh, and at the age of 13, they let us candy stripe. And mm -hmm. so I got the exposure then of care. But, you know, all of us have a story. And for me, there was a personal story. And then there was a professional side that developed. And my personal side that I don't talk often about, but in recent time in the last year, I realized it's really influenced why I did go into health profession and why nursing. You know, I was a young 11-year-old. My father was in a very traumatic accident uh, that left him in a wheelchair. And months later, my mother was diagnosed. She was 48 at the age, young age, with brain cancer. Mm -hmm. And then a few months later, my brother, who was two years older than me, was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So there was a lot of health issues and the rug was pulled out. That experience, and they were lucky. A lot of people are not. My yeah. family survived. That was my question. So they all survived. Yes. Wow. But care. But, you know, it was back when times were tough. And so I got the journey through years of chemotherapy, helping with trips, helping people with orthopedics and, you know, the wheelchair and all those experiences, they shape us. Mm -hmm. um, and during that time, like you all here, we had options, right? Everyone listening into this nursing podcast, you could have gone a teacher or an educator, a physician, a PA, your own business. Those opportunities were there, but I knew in my heart, like most nurses, what you want to do. Instead of med school, which was an opportunity I had, I wanted to do something where I had a diversity in career, and I've lived it. I knew as a nurse, I could be at the bedside, I could teach, I could be in the community. And so I took that opportunity. And um, what really melded me later to go into policy was working in a high-risk community. When I was a graduate student in Charleston with my husband, childhood sweetheart who traveled in the military, and I was taking care of homeless, mentally ill veterans. And I noticed they didn't have a voice. Mm -hmm. And I soon discovered by going to community meetings, county meetings, and through some good mentors and good faculty that the best way to really make sure they had a voice was to be at the table. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, that was really important. And so I discovered that I needed to run and needed to be involved. And so later on, when I moved to D.C. and served in the U.S. Senate and U.S. Uh, fellowship with the Health and Social Services, came back to Delaware, taught, and then had the opportunity to run. And we can talk more about that. But so that is... 60 years in summary. Okay. All right. <laughs> and where did you go to nursing school? I went undergrad to Jefferson in okay, Philadelphia. Okay, that's right. Okay. Philly and Medical University of South Carolina for my master's. Mm -hmm. And then George Mason University for my PhD. Where I had some great mentors and friends across along the way. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Now, when your family all had health issues while living in Sussex County, which for our listeners who aren't familiar with Delaware, uh, we have three counties and Sussex is the largest, uh, most Southern County, but also the most rural. Mm -hmm. um, where did they, did they end up having to drive long yeah. distances for care? That they had to. Yeah. Uh, my mother actually started here in Delaware, um, but because she had a 5% survival rate, mm -hmm. Uh, the doctors here recommended she travel to the Urban Center, which was in Philadelphia. So okay. she went to Jefferson. And because of the experience I witnessed with her care, she was hospitalized for a very long time, mm -hmm. um, you know, and trached and head neck radical surgery and ventilated and all of the above. You know, she was at home for almost a year with the trach. 
I learned um, a lot and I yeah. love the nursing care. How I ended up at Jefferson was the care that she received. But again, here in Delaware, had that experience at BB and have had the great opportunity here through Bay Health um, and others to really look and see why we have what I consider some of the top nurses in America here in our state. I agree. I agree. As well. I've seen so many nurses over the years that are born and bred Delaware and truly just exemplify what it is to be committed to a community. Yeah. And I like to think that we are, you know, those individuals and you're the perfect example of that too, you know, as a Delawarean. Yeah. yeah. And being so. here. And I love working with you all as a faculty because you've been yes. great preceptors here and whether in Bay Health or Christiana or down in Tidal or BB, all of our hospital systems. And I'm a little biased because I do a lot of work also in mental health. So I get an opportunity to work with our uh, mental health psych hospitals too. Okay. All right. So tell us why, um, you know, so you, you told us that y your family is your why. I want to know more about uh, the population that you started with that really um, inspired you mm -hmm. to go into policy. Yeah, get, what kind of what gets you up in the morning and what I'm doing this weekend. Um, I go out all the time, undercover lieutenant governor. Mm -hmm. People have no clue. I'm a nurse. And I always introduce myself as a nurse. And I love it when I door knock and I campaign or if I'm out. Uh, doing outreach on the streets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm always so proud to say a nurse. I never use the word just or former. I'm not a former nurse, even though I'm a faculty and I'm a legislator and a policymaker, senator, rep, lieutenant governor. I've kept my clinical skills, my clinical hours, renewed my license. And my why really began, you know, seeing the most vulnerable, the mentally ill homeless veterans who didn't know where to go or they were in a repetitive cycle. And that's why in Delaware, when we had the broken, fractured behavioral health system mm -hmm. from cradle to grave, we worked really hard with both hospital systems and psych hospitals to really give wraparound services. And that's what nurses do. We are expert listeners. We are expert at advocacy. And for me, there's nothing more important than addressing the weakest link in our system. And so for our Delaware's economics, we have to have a healthy community. Healthy community is a healthy economy. And so for me, it was very obvious that these individuals didn't have a voice. They didn't have a vote. And policies were just being written around them mm -hmm. and people complaining. But once individuals are given the opportunity, and you see it all the time with your patients, whether it's the neuro ICU, whether it's coming through the ED or pediatric patients, if they're given the support, the wraparound, and that's why nurses are team players with doctors, social workers, respiratory therapists, PTs. We know if we give people the right thing, get them the support, they will flourish and they'll be back at it. And so for me, that's what got me to the dance. And uh, I ran the first time and I lost when I first ran for state rep. But like nurses, we're resilient, we're persistent, we're dogged, and we're determined. I pulled my pants back up the next day, put my shoes on, walked out of the house and began back out campaigning. And that persistence I witnessed with nurses during COVID um, as a professor of public health, a professor of epidemiology, um, little did I know that I would be living what I taught in epidemiology. And nurses bore the brunt. Um, and you all seen that resiliency. And that's why your podcast, The Why, matters. So I'm hoping if there's somebody out there that's a little tired who wants to go in the laundry room and cry or, you know, bang at the, <laughs> the laptop or the computer that's not working as you're entering meds, <laughs> you know, not to give up, to please recognize I'm up and down the state. I'm across America leading the Lieutenant Governor's Association in the past. There is no profession that is more noble and more respected than nurses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, as you're talking, I'm thinking of so many stories from 
class with you or, or around that time, you know, we learned about epidemiology. We learned about a pan what, the, what a pandemic meant in your class. And so it didn't um, seem realistic at the time. I know, but <laughs> I, you know, and, and so much of 2020 and 2021 becomes a blur to a lot of folks um, for protective reasons. But, you know, I think about donning and doffing, um, uh, uh, PPE, that all mm. came from that initial public health course that we all have to take as nurses. Yeah. And um, and so, so much of what, um, you know, we had to practice what you preached. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and those are important skills, right? And so depending on who's listening in, wherever you practice, it's really important in keeping up with the expertise and the content and the mm -hmm. research and putting that into practice, but making sure nurses are valued in the resources. You know, I know that we all have seen that, you know, with the salary and the benefits and, you know, really making sure people have the continued, which I know you all do. That's why we're here today. Mm -hmm. um, continued education and um, just making sure that we have the workforce. I know myself running for governor, I'm really competitive and I want Delaware to be the best place to live, work, and raise a family. And so I'm working really hard to make sure nurses and health providers across the spectrum have the workforce that they need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've collaborated and talked about how can we have a medical education program that's expanded? How can we provide the research? And leading the National Women in STEM Initiative, women and nurses are STEM, and men, thank God for the men in nursing. Um, we really are excited um, to make sure that we recruit here to Delaware. You know, we've got a great places to live, and we've got to bring and keep our awesome nurses and let them know how valued they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to know a little bit more about, um, you know, you have such a platform by being a lieutenant governor and then also being a nurse. How... So you're on the Lieutenant Governor's Association. You're the president. Of I, the was, I was. Oh, okay. I've stepped yes. down. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes leadership is lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, but how have you felt like being a nurse has helped you in that national arena? Like how have, what have you done that way? Cause you know, as Delaware, we're so small. A lot of times we don't have a voice. We don't have many legislators. We don't have, you know, we don't have the big money and voices that some of the larger states have. And so having someone like you be able to be in one of those roles, what, how did you use nursing in that, in that way? Every day, every role I brought back, actually, um, again, this is not a partisan conversation, RDRI, <laughs> not a partisan, but I brought back the Democrat Lieutenant Governor Association had been dormant. Um, and bringing them back, it was amazing to empower people to get out, to participate, to be part of democracy. But nurses, we do it every day. We are expert at consensus. It is so easy for me. And I hope somebody listening in decides to run for office, whether a education panel board or local board or a state policy director, you know, Dr. Rep called her doctor, soon to be maybe, Representative Minor Brown, you know, is a nurse. Um, Dr. Rebecca Walker was a nurse in the legislature with me. Um, we have a unique perspective. I took my skill set nationally to be able to get things accomplished. You know, it's easy for us. We are quick problem solvers. We listen. Mm -hmm. And what do we do? We get to the big W on everybody's chest. Everybody's win. We get to a consensus. We know how to motivate that patient post-surgery who doesn't want to get out of bed other than maybe saying, I got to do it. But we know how to bring groups and teams together. We've de-escalated de physicians. We've de-escalated others. And we know how to do that. And that has served me really well because I do preside over the Senate in Delaware. I'm the president of the Delaware Senate oversee the commutations and pardons with the pardon board. Those are part of my official duties. But all the other things, the thousand bills I sponsored as a legislator, 
my nursing skills were used in every single one. Mm-hmm. I knew how to get to win. I knew how to compromise. We knew how to make decisions and we took action. And that's the views I'll be doing running for governor is we're going to get things done. We're going to be innovative, get things accomplished. And like a good public health nurse, I do it on a good dime. I don't waste your taxes. <laughs> we say we know how to save money, don't we? Like mm-hmm. nurses were innovative. We know how to save funds. And so the nursing background has been really important, both nationally and uh, professionally. And I'm so incredibly proud to be the first nurse governor when elected, speaking optimistically, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, in America. We've had a couple others who've attempted. Um, so hopefully Delaware, small gem that we are, 60% of America's incorporations are here in Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to keep on the map. And so I'm hopeful with the listeners here and others, you know, that I can be the first nurse governor of America. Okay. God, that's so inspiring. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, and I love the way that you described how you use nursing because I know, you know, being in nursing organizations, we have our Hill days or our policy days. And, and so that's a way that we can use nursing in that way. But to hear how we are, our skill set of problem solving is like no other. And so, um, so it is pretty cool to think about how you can use the nursing skills, not just your nursing knowledge, but your nursing skills in, it's the approach in policy and, and And you can do it for your own health. For those nurses listening in who are maybe a little burned out, a little tired, questioning their career, please don't leave nursing. We have so many amazing opportunities, whether in policy, to advocate, to be an activist, to listen, Mm -hmm. uh, to write letters, to send emails, to talk about the patient care, to be out in the community, to be educators, to work in health promotion. We have a lot of opportunities from correctional health to Fortune 500 companies. Those of you who are sports fans, I'm not going to say which sports fans my household's with, but uh, (laughs) there are so many opportunities. And so we want to keep everyone excited in nursing and policy and public health are really critical components. Mm -hmm. And so uh, being engaged, don't assume if you're not there, guess what? If you're not at the table, you are on the menu. And people are going to make decisions on your acuity, what is accessible accessible in like long-term care, mm-hmm. what are the staffing ratios, um, what is safe practice, what is in our practice act, do we have independent practice? We fought for that in Delaware with our we certified did. nurse assistants. My PhD student, Ron Costato, his dissertation became legislation. So again, there's a lot of opportunity. And those who maybe are a little tired... Think about being a clinical faculty, become an educator. We really need nurse educators. So we have such Mm -hmm. an opportunity. And so thank you to Bay Health for the leadership. I'm so happy to see the two of you. Um, You look younger. I don't know how. (laughs) That is kind. (laughs) Those who are listening in, they look younger. They have some magic from COVID. Um, But I just, you know, I'm so thrilled that we have the opportunity to spend a little time talking today, um, you know, about people's why and what matters and where they see themselves, you know, going. So no pressure, but somebody listening out there, please run for office. We need more nurses at the policymaking table. I think you've put that into such a good perspective. All those skills that we practice every day as nurses, like the expert nurse is an expert advocator, the expert nurse is an expert listener, Mm -hmm. and all of those skills you can directly apply to office. Absolutely, it's a nursing process. You assess the situation, you make a diagnosis, you take action, implement, and then hopefully if you have time, you go back and evaluate. And evaluate, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the researcher in the room can can look at your evaluation. Right, so, (laughs) yes. Oh, that's, that's, 
that's a great perspective. Yeah. That is an awesome perspective. Well, we have so enjoyed talking to you today. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, you know, I would just say um, to the to those who go home each night, you know, never devalue the work that you're doing. You know, I know many of you are juggling children or parents, uh, community work. But know that we have a lot of great resources, and my office is one. You know, I have a monthly call with Latino leaders, faith leaders, Black leaders, art leaders. We have a great resource network. Love the work at Bay Health and the work that you're doing and the leadership team here. I know it's been challenging. It's always challenging with resources. But please share thoughts, share ideas. My best issues of policy change when I did telehealth, when I created the Behavioral Health Consortium, Working in the opioid lane, we have a lot of resources for substance use, mental health, Alzheimer's, autism. We have a lot of opportunity. And of those 1,000 bills I did and those 4,000 vaccines I gave in five months <laughs> came from conversations as a nurse, listening, talking, getting the ideas, working with legislators, you know, working with the governor and others to really impact outcomes. And so when you go home and you're tired, you know, your feet may be tired, you may be exhausted, maybe it was a rough day, mm -hmm. perhaps you lost a patient, um, you know, perhaps it was just understaffed and you stayed a couple extra hours, you are really making the difference for the state of Delaware. Because again, the health of Delaware is dependent I mean, really, the health of Delaware will de determine the economy in our state. Yeah. And nurses in the workforce are critical. So thank you for having me. Um, I hope those listening in participate in policy, contact my office, get up with them, you know, you guys, and you can get up with me as well. But um, I hope to revisit you. Yes. yes maybe this off in a positive way next year. Yes, um, and then absolutely. we'll uh, reconvene. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And best of luck in your, uh, in your campaign. Yep. And thank thank you, you for sharing your why with us. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to like and subscribe by hitting the plus or follow button. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to stay committed to the why.